Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, March 27th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, Renault and Nissan patch up their alliance and plan a further acquisition to bulk up the business. A leading Eurosceptic says he has decided to back Theresa May's deal on Brexit after all. And we learn more about former Uber chief Travis Kalanick's new global venture into dark kitchens. Then we report on investor concerns over rising levels of banker pay in Europe. I'm Lauren Fedor, and here's the news you need to start your day. Renault aims to restart merger talks with Nissan within 12 months and then acquire another carmaker, with Fiat Chrysler among the preferred targets, according to several people familiar with the French group's plans. The planning marks a return to the audacious strategies favored by Carlos Ghosn, former chief executive of Renault and chairman of Nissan, until his November arrest in Tokyo on fraud charges. Both the French and Japanese sides have said their focus is on making the alliance work well before rejigging the capital structure. The recent creation of a new board for the alliance, led by Renault chairman Jean-Dominique Senard, has improved confidence that the two sides can rebuild trust and push ahead with merger plans, according to people familiar with both sides' thinking. The combined company would then pursue a further acquisition that would bulk up the business for a fight for global dominance with the likes of Volkswagen and Toyota. Jacob Rees-Mogg, a leading conservative Eurosceptic MP, has signaled he has had a change of heart and is ready to back Prime Minister Theresa May's Brexit deal. Mr. Rees-Mogg heads the pro-Brexit European Research Group, whose members have twice contributed to an overwhelming defeat for Mrs. May's deal in Parliament. The choice seems to be Mrs. May's deal or no Brexit, he said on Twitter. This came after pro-EU forces in Parliament moved to take control of the House of Commons timetable to test softer alternatives. Even with the support of Mr. Rees-Mogg's ERG, the Prime Minister still lacks the numbers to win backing for her deal. Former Uber chief Travis Kalanick's new global venture, City Storage Systems, quietly acquired London-based dark kitchen startup Foodstars last year, regulatory filings show. The takeover gives CSS, which operates under the Cloud Kitchens brand in the U.S., instant access to more than 100 commercial kitchens in several locations across London. The Foodstars deal, which has not previously been reported, is CSS's first confirmed move outside the U.S. It underlines Mr. Kalanick's appetite for growing the business through acquisition. The Los Angeles-based company is also eyeing expansion in Asia. And here's something else we're following. In Europe, bankers' pay is rising even as share prices tumble. Our financial editor, Patrick Jenkins, discusses why investors are becoming restive, with David Crow, banking editor, and Tom Gosling, a pay expert at the consultancy PwC. David Crow starts the discussion. Banker pay has come roaring back as a big topic for investors after a short period of self-imposed restraint. And so we've seen at Deutsche Bank a doubling of pay both for its investment banking boss and its chief executive, a 30% pay rise for the chief executive of Credit Suisse. 
and indeed a sort of row brewing over pensions in the United Kingdom. And it just kind of goes to show really that investors are going to keep up the pressure here. One or two years of showing some kind of restraint is not enough, not least when share prices are tumbling across the board. And indeed, in the case of Deutsche Bank, people sort of seem to think it's particularly egregious, their investment banking boss, Garth Ritchie, getting a €250,000 Brexit payment for his extra responsibilities associated with Brexit, which of course, lots of us have, and not all of us get that. To be clear, that's 250000 a month, not per year. So he's basically doubled his annual salary having to deal with Brexit. Let me bring Tom Gosling in here. Tom, one of the pegs for the UK side of this debate is when HSBC moved to reduce the value of pension contributions that were being made for senior executives from 30% of salary to 10%, bringing that broadly into line with contributions for mainstream employees. That puts them out of kilter, if you like, with a lot of the other big banks where senior executives continue to get relatively high ratios. That 30% number seems to be typical. Tell us more broadly what's been going on here and why it's come to the fore. This is an area where there's been pressure building for some time. And we've seen it really come to the fore through the update to the UK Corporate Governance Code last year, which said that pensions should be aligned with the wider workforce. And that's what's really driving the debate and the shareholder discussions now. So you thinking we are going to get more banks and other companies coming into line, if you like, with that of mainstream workers, it's inevitable yes, if they it, want it, to comply. It is inevitable. And, you know, and I think most people would accept that some of these historic pension provisions are a bit of an anachronism. But I think we have to acknowledge this is genuinely a difficult issue for boards because these are contractual commitments. And I think boards are quite concerned about setting precedents that every time the environment changes, you can rip up a contractual commitment and restate it. One final question, the kind of broader picture of pay. As David was saying, there's a sense of banks generally still not performing, certainly as they used to in terms of returns. The idea that executives are starting to get paid much more generously despite the continued falls in share prices, despite the continued low levels of return on equity, is annoying quite a few investors that we talk to. In that broader spectrum of banker pay, what do you see happening? What are going to be the flashpoints going forward? I think there are two really broad themes here. One is that, you know, I think we have been in a position where banks have paid lower amounts as a proportion of their incentive opportunities than has been the case in other sectors of the market. And as bank returns have started getting back to more acceptable levels, we started to see that unwind. And that's part of what's driven these increases. I think the other flashpoint here is that it's a particularly difficult issue for those banks that are involved in investment banking. They face the reality of a market where we have some very buoyant American investment banks operating in Europe who have a very strong home market conditions and are able to afford strong levels of pay. And investment banking is a business where people do move for pay. And you have to slightly be in the game or not in the game. And I think this is going to be a continued area of pressure. And, you know, there is an element where I think the US banks would like to see nothing more than a retreat by some of the European players. So they are in quite a bind. But investors do get frustrated when they see pay getting disjointed from performance in some of these divisions. It's a bit of a vicious circle, as you say. Tom, thanks so much for your thoughts on that. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. 
Today, we'll be watching as British MPs vote on a series of alternatives to Mrs. May's Brexit deal. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.